Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Long Island Gaming League, uh, your podcast here based on Long Island, where we talk esports and entertainment. And we have a full lineup today. We got Bruno, we got Tom, both of our co-hosts here ready to do this podcast for you guys. It's been a while since we've been on and trust you were missed and hopefully you missed the content that we put out. And we also have a local guest pro player that goes by the name of Elvis. His gamer tag is Ether the Ryan. Ether, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. All right, all right. Sounds good. So, without further ado, I'm going to make sure we're going to jump right into this. But before we do, Ether, do you want to kind of tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? And um, then we can go in and unload the questions we got for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, where do I start? I mean, I've been gaming pretty much my whole life, uh, you know, since my sister got a PS1 and I was watching her play. Um, I think the first fighting game had been either the first Tekken or, or Mortal Kombat. I've always been fascinated with fighting and martial arts. Um, I did martial arts for about 10 years. Um, and uh, I was just a huge fan of people like Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and all these, uh, you know, movie star, martial artists. And, um, you know, I just kind of combined the two things that, that I really liked, and that was fighting, martial arts, and gaming. Um, you know, I think I started to take uh, fighting games a little bit more seriously uh, when Street Fighter Four came out. Um, which was a big surge, a real, uh, almost a revitalized uh, uh, kind of surge of, of fighting game players to, to really take it seriously. Um, and that's where I kind of started to, to see, oh, wow, there is an actual tournament scene. Wow, there, you know, there's notable players like Daigo, Justin Wong, all these, all these people that, um, you know, they're, they're, people are giving them props. They're on, they're on streams. People are talking about them. And you see the people getting hyped, going crazy. And I saw that, I said, oh, wow. So, you know, there's much more than just playing my friends and just beating my friends. So I was like, you know what, let me see, let me see what I can do here. Um, so that's when, um, you know, I started to kind of take the game more seriously. I would be doing a lot of research, YouTube, um, talking on Facebook forums, like what people are doing with certain characters and things like that. And then I also applied a lot of the knowledge that I had from martial arts. Like I said, uh, 10 years of martial arts experience, uh, specifically uh, a style called Ishin Ryu Karate, which is uh, a Japanese um, karate uh you know, and, and origin. And uh, so after that, um, I then started to go to tournaments and uh, found out there was a local that was in Long Island. Um, I was born and raised in Long Island. So uh, specifically Ron Conkle, if anyone knows where that is. Um, <laughs> so, you know, competing, the uh, first time I, I got, I got bodied. <laughs> And, and yeah, I was, I was going in expecting, oh yeah, like, you know, I've been practicing, I'm doing good. And then, you know, I kind of got my, my face smashed in it in a sort of sense. And, you know, it was a wake up call. It's like, wow, people are really going another level. People are really thinking about things that I never thought about before. And that's what drew me. I was like, you know what, I, you know, I can do this. 
And uh, yes, from then on, uh, fast forward here in 2019, um, I'm regularly competing in uh, in, in our locals, uh, more specifically uh, Next Level Battle Circuit, which is a very well-known um, East Coast scene uh, for fighting games. Um, you know, they, they have live streams set up and things like that. I've gone to majors, um, just been really, really grinding and working hard. Uh, today I play Street Fighter V and uh, also Samurai Showdown, um, which is both 2D fighters. Um, so, yeah, I've been continuing to, tr to train hard, continuing to, uh, you know, market myself as a player. Um, I'm getting into streaming. I'm getting into more of the content creation. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I enjoy fighting games so much. I enjoy the community. I enjoy everything that's involved. And, uh, you know, it's an exciting time to know that things like esports and, and people and these companies that are getting behind tournaments, companies that are, uh, you know, really showing that, you know, they, they see they see an investment in us and, they, they see that there is going to be a payoff at some point and they believe in, in the community. I think it's, it's awesome and, it, and it's beautiful. And I want nothing more to be a part of something big. I want to be a part of history. And that's kind of my angle. And that's what I kind of continue to strive for is to be part of history, become, um, you know, someone that, that really took their passion in, in, in fighting martial arts and, and take their passion into gaming and, and really did something of it. So um, that's where I'm at now. Well, that answered all my questions. So uh, thank yeah. you for listening. <laughs> uh, I think we're done with our session. <laughs> well, that was great. That was, that was, that was really great. Uh, it's good to know a little more about you. Um, so you're Street sure. Fighter is your main game that you play? So, so right now, yeah. So my main game is Street Fighter V. And uh, a game called Samurai Showdown, which came out pretty recently, um, is actually was uh, an old game that 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 kind of got went away and people forgot about, and then they they rebooted it, they brought it back, and it's uh, an exciting time. So that that one's probably a little less mainstream, I'd say, than than say Street Fighter. Um, right. It it is that very, one I personally very niche. So that's cool. Uh, what about any of the other ones? Do you dabble in any of the other ones, or do you pretty much favor just those two? Um, so I definitely have played uh, many different fighting games. Uh, you know, even though I may not compete in certain games, there's games to this day that, uh, you know, I still just like to have fun with and, and really just kind of mess around with my friends or just mess around in general, play people online, things like that. So, yeah, of course, um, I definitely dabbled into, you know, the new Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 11. Um, I've messed with Tekken. Um, I, I really like... Uh, king of fighters uh all anything that's a fighting game even even like the weird ones <laughs> weird uh you know like the random naruto fighting games the random like gundam fighting games the random dragon ball z fighting games i love it all so that's not random man dragon ball z ain't random <laughs> <laughs> any poking what was that poking at all poking no i have not uh not that not wasn't poking yet. There's such a plethora <laughs> of fighting games. It's crazy to think about. Like when you think fighting games, I feel like a lot of people think of, you know, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. But I, I mean, even, even I fall into the trap myself. I don't realize there really is such a vast amount of fighting games out there that just I feel, I personally feel don't get enough credit. Um, mm -hmm. Such as the other one that you mentioned, the, the Samurai one. 
Um, I mean, when, we, when we're done with this podcast, I'm going to go look it up myself and look into it. So I'm not yeah. sure that I've heard of it before. It's, I, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like a... Let's like Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, like high end, and yeah, Sh- Samurai Showdown is more like it's like it's it's like on the low end, but it's it's pretty good. Right? Yeah. Um. The the thing like uh, what you call it? So it, a lot of the fighting games, uh, as far as popularity, it, it actually is it goes by region. So like in the U.S. Right. Uh, right now, Street Fighter, of course, Mortal, Mortal Kombat especially. I would say Mortal Kombat is even more popular than Street Fighter at the moment. Yep. Um, and, and, and Tekken are, are just huge. Um, but when you go to, to places like, uh, you know, in, in, in Central America, South America, uh, SNK fighting games are huge. Uh, King of Fighters, yep. Samurai Showdown, you know, those games, they love those games. And there's a whole reason why that is actually. And, uh, but um, if you go overseas, if you go to places like Korea, Thailand, um, even, you know, in, in, in the, just in the European region, people love Tekken oh, to yes. death. Uh-huh. And, and uh, yeah, that is their game. So it's really interesting. It does depend by, by region and, and the different scenes um, and, and things like that. But yeah, of course, you know, there's going to always be the, the mainstream, the mainstays of Street Fighter, Tekken, and Mortal Kombat. That's, that's always the given. That's for sure. What's your preferred character in Street Fighter? So <laughs> it's funny. I, I, do, um, I do play multiple characters. Um, one of my favorite characters, and, and this goes back to actually trying out an old Street Fighter. So I actually went back. So after Street Fighter 4, they had re-released a, a ported version of Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Yeah. And they had made an online version. And you know, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, let me try it out. I ended up falling in love with the character Alex. I don't know if you're aware. He's basically based off of Hulk Hogan. He's a wrestler, big muscular big type muscular dude. Guy. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's from New York. He's from Brooklyn. Likes pizza, and, and you know he's just one of this these powerhouse type characters. And yeah. I, I fell in love with the character. I thought he was just the coolest thing. I, I loved his moves. I loved his little phrases that he would say. He he would talk a lot of smack during the match. He he would be like he would call people weak and, mm. and, and things like that. And I thought that was just. The whole design was just so cool. And so I, I, I played a lot of that character in, in Third Strike. And then uh, then when Street Fighter V came out, um, he was actually released as DLC. So I went in heavy with, with learning that character. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> I, I, I actually had a, a quite a, bit, uh, a pretty good amount of success with him, honestly. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you guys are aware of AI Gaming. Yes. So they were used. They used to actually be running um, weekly tournaments for Street Fighter for for a while, and back to back, I I was I was winning the entire tournament with Alex, and Alex was considered probably the worst character in the game, or at least mm. bottom three, bottom five character. Um, now, as far as the competition Long Island, it does vary. It's definitely not as strong as if you were to go into the city. If you go to Brooklyn and, and you get involved with Queens and stuff like that, there's a lot of stronger players out there. Right. Um, but so when I actually made a transition and I, I told myself, you know what, I'm going to f- try to find stronger players. 
Mm-hmm. I went to, of course, Next Level, which is in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I could definitely see, you know, a character like Alex, he has a lot of flaws. So that's when um, I started considering other characters and, and looking at uh, what makes a strong character and I started to look at, um, you know, who, who's having a lot of success with certain characters. Um, as of today, I'm using Zeku. He's, he's like a ninja type character. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a lot faster, a lot mobile, a more, has more tools overall. Um, and and I, I've been having a, a good success with that, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of right now in the weird spot where um, I'm having a hard time to stay motivated with Zeku. He wasn't necessarily my first pick, so right. he's, he's, he's not your favorite. <laughs> You're right; he's not my favorite. So it, it is it, there is a, a big thing, you know, with people that are learning characters and wanting to play a certain character. Um, you know, because a lot of it, 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 it comes from an expression of oneself. Of course. So, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to express yourself. You want to, you want to feel good. You want to feel good when you win. Uh, you want to feel like the man <laughs> and, and you want to, you want to have the character to compliment that. But um, unfortunately, sometimes you have to make that sacrifice right, for right. competitive play. And um, yeah, it, it really, I have to, I had to make the decision like, okay. What do I want more? Do I want to be known as the guy that got really good with this character that's considered bad? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to be known as the guy that wins tournaments? So <laughs> I, I chose the latter. <laughs> you can go both ways. You can be the guy that won the tournaments with the player less used. Right, right. So, so like that. That's uh, it's a been a big debate, uh, honestly. And if you ask anybody, they'll tell you a whole bunch of different things, honestly, when it comes to picking a character, looking at tier lists, and things like that. Um, you know, I, I'm really honestly against tier lists in, in the very early in the game. I don't like, you know, people telling you, "Oh, that's a bad character. This is a good character. Don't pick this variation right. of that character." I'm very against that. I, I, for me, in my experience, I look at games and I like to see how things develop over time, and I, I want to have it have the game breathe enough so I can understand what characters utilize the, the game mechanics the most and understand, you know, all these intricate details when it comes to matchups and how characters do against other characters right. um, to, to finally decide on, you know, who's strong or not. Obviously, if you have experience, you, you, you can get a grasp on things quicker, you know, than, than, than maybe most people. So of course you're, you're basically making predictions. Um, but, the thing is, I think a lot of people get too caught up in tier lists and, and it almost is the downfall of them because they, they feel like they can't enjoy the game without playing a good character or, or I don't know. It, it's very weird. And, I, I totally and it, understand that. And what I, what, what I basically want to say is like, you know, that stuff does not matter unless you yourself as a player is amazing. <laughs> the, the matchups and stuff like if you're not a top player yourself it doesn't matter if you pick the top player top character in the game it doesn't matter right it only matters if you yourself is a top player and you're going against other top players right right I, I can, so, like, coming from a bit of a smash background i can understand that because i had so many friends who would be like be like waiting for the tier list to come out like all oh, the updated tiers i'm like i don't care what the tier list says i'm playing rob no matter what 
no matter who I'm going to, <laughs> I'm sticking with this one character. And I mean, in the case like with Alex, for example, um, I'm sure there are ways, you know, yes, he may have worse matches, matchups, but there'll be, there'll always be ways to work around it. You got to learn the matchups and you got to, that's how you can progress, especially when, you know, you're not at the very top yet. Um, of course. You're going to get there. I'm 100% confident you're going to be the best Street Fighter player there is. Um, but get there with Alex. I mean, why not, right? Um, that's why I always find tier lists funny um, because it's also like with matchups too because some people, whenever I'm playing, I'm thinking they always say, hey, like this is a bad matchup for you. And I'm like, right. yes, but I'm better against this character than this character who's supposedly a good matchup for me. Right. Well, tier lists are always funny in that respect, so I, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is interesting. It, it really, for me, the way I look at it, it comes down to is what is it that you want the most out of what you're doing? And, you know, you can definitely, you know, you can say, like, look, I'm going to be the character specialist. I'm going to be that, that guy that, you know, proves everyone wrong. You could do right. that. That, right. that that's if that's what you care about i say 100 percent. that's what you should do now if you're someone that says you know what i want the best chance of winning mm-hmm. at all times and that's all that th- that's all i care about then you know then you just pick the best character in the game at that point <laughs> so it really depends on the person it depends on what you want to do um you know there is there is some some people do give props to, to people that take characters that that are seen that are deemed not good and and make them look broken and make them look amazing that a lot of people that's that you know that's that's a whole thing in itself people will follow you because of that people will will recognize you and you will get recognition for that but like i said you know it really comes down to do you want to be recognized as the guy that did, took this character, did something amazing with it, or do you just want to be that guy that dominates everything and you have you set yourself up for the best chance of success? So that that's kind of my take on that. That's why I don't like fighting games. It's that whole thing like <laughs> we're talking about the tears and this 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 guy is better than that guy and this and that. I mean, the way I see it, if the players, if the the character's there, it's for some reason. If he wasn't decent enough to at least win he wouldn't be there but then again it's the whole thing the tears well this player this character is better he has uh better moves quicker i like shooter games it's more it's the actual skill the fighting game i I, I would sorry sorry to cut you off but i would argue i think that's in every game that you play competitively even in shooters because there's always going to be the best gun (laughs) <laughs> There's always going to be the best loadout, the best perks, the best this. That's... And if you're not running that and you're running against players that are just as good as you, but they're using the best stuff, it does make a difference. And that's also, true too. I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, personally speaking, um, with fighting games, there's another, there's an extra level to it. So obviously skill is going to come into play. You know, if you choose the same character, you're going against each other. Right. You're on an even you know, level playing field. Um, but it adds it to now there's so many different characters and it's a different kind of mindset. Um, a lot of it is mental. A lot of it is learning yep. the character itself. You know, in, in Fortnite, yep. everyone has access to the same guns. Everyone has access to the same building. True. Um, it's a matter of 
you know, uh, not the same guns. Don't forget. Then you have tears in Fortnite too. <laughs> oh, well, but everyone can get them. Everyone has the ability to get those right. guns. Right. Exactly. As in Street Fighter, in Tekken, in, in Marvel vs. Capcom, Mortal Kombat, you have the same player with the same base, of course. Right. Exactly. So it, it it makes it. There's just another level to it with with fighting games, which I find very interesting. Which is why I'm not good at fighting games. Same thing as me. Because I can't I, grasp that extra level. So people who are good at fighting games, I honestly admire because I can't do that. And it goes back to what I was saying before about Smash. I ignore the tier list and a lot of times it does bite me in the butt. Um, but that's just kind of how, how I go about it. So Yeah, it, but Smash, mm-hmm. the tier list is there for a reason because you do each character has its little thing that it does and some have more powerful moves than others. It's not exactly. like Street Fighter. It's Street Fighter, it's base, they have the moves. It's just so you, you get the combination right. If you don't, if you miss that button, you don't get the combination, then the next guy is going to get you. It's a little different. Right. Well, I'll, I'll argue this because, you know, I actually believe that to be high level in anything that you do, there's the, some of the same rules apply. And I think there's across the board, there's things that, uh, you know, that will give you basically the advantage to to maybe a a casual player and things like that um you know kind of what you said about shooters and and, you know how yeah fighting games is much different there there is a lot of different things that are involved but there's one thing that there's there are some things that you know will always remain constant and that's knowledge of understanding the game mechanics right that's execution having good execution right and and under, just understanding player matchups and understanding how to read an opponent and, and to be able to catch on to habits, those skills are applied to anything you do at high level when it comes to competing against another player. Um, you know, even in shooters, you know, someone may have the best loadout, but you have the best knowledge about the map. Right. That's it. That works. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so there is... And anything you do, I, I think if you apply yourself and understand that these are concepts that you have to know to be competitive, I feel like you can play any game and, and, and you can do well if, if you work hard enough. Um, that's just kind of my thing. I, like, I know there's, there's definitely like a, a stigma of fighting games being super hard compared yes. to other games. I think there's a big st- stigma with that. And what I'd say to that is just – I don't think it's harder to to play fighting games than say a shooter or 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 uh, you know something like League of Legends or something like that. I just think that um, fighting games doesn't necessarily have a surface level reward by you getting beat up. <laughs> basically, it hurts so, more. Yeah, it hurts more. It hurts your ego more because you can't blame. Oh, my teammate did something, or right, oh, right. it's the, all you know. Yeah. This this map is stupid. Like you know, like you can't blame anybody except you know yourself. Of course, there's people gonna blame characters and or, this or and that, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> lag and this and that. But but so gotta, um, so when you lose out a fighting game, yeah yeah. When you lose out a fighting game though, they 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 bring you to a screen where the the character, the other character you face, says a win quote. And says talk shit about your character, and then the next screen it says you lose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it throws it in your face, so you're like, "Damn, what the hell?" Right. It, it's it's an attack. In the wound, right? <laughs> it's an attack, and that's why you know a lot of people have a hard time 
not playing fighting games, but sticking with fighting games. Right. And and I think if you can push past that and like understand like, look, part of you getting good is getting beat up. Like that's and that's true in even even actual fighting. You know, no, when you hey, Ethan, I got yeah. a question for you. Oh boy. So I know because I um you know here here I am chiming in and we know I'm the least gamer when it comes to some of this stuff. But I don't say that. Is, Come on. <laughs> I, you know, I let you. That's so not my right. The question that I have is generally with the where do you see the future when it comes to fighting games? And then we can start off with the premise mm-hmm. of just like virtual reality because I know we're getting into the, the technique and we're getting into how people play the games. But what's going to take the gaming? fighting games to the next level in your guys' opinion. Ethan, go ahead first. Well, I can tell you this. I mean, right now we're we're in a, a pivotal spot where we've come we've never been this far before. And and what I mean by that is that we've never had a time where companies like Red Bull, companies like uh you know uh monster and and these tech companies like intel are actually getting involved with the community the community has always been a very underground a very um kind of small community not small it was big it's always been i have a lot of people involved but it wasn't well known it, there was never a time where you saw a fighting game tournament on espn and now there is so we're in a spot where this is unknown tar- territory. This is uncharted. And for right now, we can only speculate what's going to happen. Now, what I can tell you, um, you know, I think you mentioned VR. It's been done with, with actual fighting. Um, of course, you know, the, there's, they're still working out the kinks. We'll, we'll see what happens with VR. I can't speak on if that's ever going to be a thing. That would be very interesting, honestly. Um, you know, to, to, to come bring in the physicality part uh, uh, into actual gaming, um, that would be, you know, definitely a game changer. But um, right now, we're, we're, we're looking at things like Intel. So Intel is actually partnered up with the Olympics the, uh, for this coming Olympics. And they're throwing a huge tournament for Rocket League and Street Fighter. And that that is is game changing because... You know, now I can tell my mom, like, yo, don't worry, I'm training to be an Olympic athlete in in a weird way. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I think as far as the future, the future is looking good. And um, the more companies are getting involved, and especially now, um, now the actual game companies are really, really close with the community. Uh, For example, Capcom, Namco, um, SNK, they, they talk with the community members, they set up events with the community members, because if they were to set up things on their own, they just don't know how to run a tournament, they don't know how to run things, so they go to the community members that have been doing it, and now they, they can get the backing that financially, they can get uh, the support that's needed to make things a, a big event, and, and make it a, a spectacle, and get, get people, all, all these people involved, there's models, cosplayers, uh, professional photographers, graphic designers, musicians, that are getting involved, and, and making it an event more so than just a tournament, and that's where we're starting to see a shift in, in the way things are going, 
Um, I, I don't know if you guys are aware, but, um, you know, Riot Games, they just recently announced uh, they're making a fighting game. And uh, it's a League of Legends fighting game. Really? And, I, I yeah. actually did hear that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so League of Legends, as you guys probably know, is huge. And, and you, you already know there's potential for League of, League of Legends players that are at the top. And now Riot Games, they see they see an opportunity with the fighting game community. And now here they are um, working with, again with the community members that have been involved already. Um, the, so there's a big tournament at the, uh, towards the end of the year every time. Uh, called Evo, and it's huge. It's all for for Smash, for Street Fighter, everything. That it's a international tournament. The guys that started that up are now working on the League of Legends fighting game. Yeah. Um, Seth Killian, who is a a well known person that actually helped make Street Fighter Four, is working on the League of Legends fighting game. So it is a very exciting time, and and you hear people. People, people are lighting up. People are are seeing dollar signs. People are seeing uh, uh, sponsorship potential. People are seeing Riot Games being a multi-million-dollar company that that likes to throw their money around. They like to throw their weight around and make things a big deal. So you know, you can just imagine the type of events they would do for their game, the type of support they would do for their game, the type of support they would have for a professional player, which they do now for League of Legends players. That they're they're paying them and and they're they're signing contracts with them to and paying them every month and things like that. So for as a fighting game fan, I am excited. I am. Uh, and I can speak for pretty much everyone uh, in the fighting game community that uh, we're hyped. We're hyped for the future, and and we're we're looking forward to see how things go. That's awesome. You you kind of made me think of something too. What do you think as far as with with Riot's new fighting game coming out? Do you think? And we've talked a lot here on the podcast about the union of gamers, but usually it's between PC console cross platform kind of thing. Do you think that right introducing this League of Legends fighting game is going to introduce these um, uh, these different types of gamers uh, between gamers who play League of Legends and gamers who play fighting games? Do you think it's going to kind of merge them a bit? And now, do you, are you going to see League of Legends players starting to play this League fighting game and then saying, "Hey, these other fighting games are pretty cool too. I think I can do that." And likewise, vice versa these Mortal Kombat, these Street Fighters play saying, hey, this League of Legends game is fun. I like this character. Maybe I'm going to try League now. Uh, do you think there's going to be that kind of merging with these gamers? 100%. It's, it's honestly, it's already started. And because there there's an interest, and, and it's funny because a lot of people that used to play fighting games are, are now playing League of Legends competitively and, and things like that. We've already seen it. And uh, now Sony just announced that they're, they're you know, allowing cross-platform cross online online gaming. And yep. um, so we're going to see that into integration happen. Um, fans of League of Legends, there's, which there are many, uh, are going to want to look into anything that has League of Legends slapped on, 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 on the front of the box, yeah. right? Um, and it, it, it's funny because, you know, I, I've seen actually some stuff on Twitter already, you know, League of Legends players talking about how, like, oh, you know, we're going to show up 
some of the fighting game players like they don't know about real skill and what it takes to have strategy and things like that and we're like oh wow okay oh, there it is yep it's the ready so the rivalry, the 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 hype, and 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 things—it's all starting to come together already before the game even comes out. Right. And <laughs> when the game comes out, you know, I, I think uh, you know it, it's going to be a very interesting and a very fun and entertaining time. So there's a lot of—I mean, like like what you're saying, <clears throat> and you're talking about already about you know this rivalry before the game comes out. I mean. You talk about League of Legends, it's like the same thing when you talk about like World of Warcraft and stuff like that. When you come out with a game like like World of Warcraft had that they came out with, what was that, uh, Hearthstone or whatever it is? That it's with the characters mm-hmm. from? Yep. When you come out of your traditional and try to make something new, try to remake it in a certain way, it actually does come out pretty good. Hearthstone did come out pretty good, for example. So I guarantee this game oh, is probably going to be absolutely. This game is probably going to even be bigger than League of Legends. Yeah, you think, you think it'll surpass it? I don't know. I mean, that that's it's it, it's funny because League is a monster of a game. I mean, it's been uh, one of the leading games. I mean, as far as content creation, right? Um, it's always been up there. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting. And honestly, I do want to see the even if it doesn't pass it, I want to see the fighting game uh, not rival it, but but come close with it. Just because I, I feel like, and I do want fighting games to rise in popularity. I mean, a while ago, the first um, esports I saw on TV was actually, I think it was Marvel vs. Capcom. Mm. And I was never a real fighting game player. But I loved watching it. It's this is fighting games is so fun to watch and to to be part of the crowd, root for it. Like uh, it's like just, you're looking at a real fight. Exactly, it's, it's, yeah. it's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting, and I really hope it thrives. Um, so I'm really hoping this league game does take off, and I really hope it, it, it soars. And I hope it, like you were saying, it, it is a pivotal point right now for fighting games, and I hope it comes out strong. I hope it comes out stronger than it is now. Um, it would just be really good to see. I think it's like yeah. a do or, do or die situation because you see that what, what's the, the biggest market in terms of styles of games? Or it's a shooter? Or it's a shooter? How many shooters are out there that you see all over the place? You, you'll probably hear about Tekken, but You'll probably hear about Mortal Kombat because it's shown on TV because of the new game coming out and all that. But the real people that know it are actually like people that used to play when it first came out, when the second one came out. I, th- I think the problem with the, with the fighting games is there's not enough newer, not newer, younger people, younger generations mm-hmm. going towards it. I think they're drifting more towards the shooters. Because I mean, it's a, it's a, it's something that you've seen on TV multiple times. You know about the world championships and all that. I think they gravitate more to that just because of the publicity that they have. Right. Uh, I, what I'll say about that is, um, you know, it, it's funny you bring that up because that that has been a, a long time type of debate and discussion that's been. Um, with fighting games and with uh, even the developers and and the community going back and forth is, you know, fighting games back in the day, 
and if we're talking about just like a couple years back, mm-hmm. um, they're not very accessible. I, I they're yeah. they're kind of you, you gotta have good execution. You gotta yep. have good reactions right off the start to be doing anything, <laughs> right? Yep. Where, whereas a, a shooter, it's like okay, you can aim and you can shoot, and it's like oh, this feels good. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, but what's happening now is um, definitely the these game companies are starting to understand and see what the issue is, and of course they want their games to strive. Of course, they want people to play their games. So, what right. the, what are they going to do? They're going to make it. They're going to try to make it more accessible. So they're going to make things a little bit easier to execute. Uh-huh. Um, they're they're going to make things um, you know a, a simpler as far as mechanics goes. Simple to understand. They're going to implement better tutorial systems. And I am for all for that. I want more people to play the game. So I want things to be more uh, accessible for people. The problem is though is that a lot of the the hardcore old school, a lot yes. of the people that uh, have been playing fighting games. Uh, for a long time or, or for a while, they, they are not fans of that. Reason being is because they invested so much time and energy to get good at something. Yep. And to get to get good at a certain technique or a certain uh, execution move or whatever it may be, and now it's it's almost like you discredit them in a way. And I, I sympathize I sympathize with with people that you know look at things. And they're like, what? Back in my day, this was like a big deal. <laughs> and now it's not a big deal because now everyone can do it. Right. That's true. So, so it, is, it is an interesting thing. Too, where uh, you do want to make it more accessible. At the same time, by making it more accessible, you are kind of hurting that hardcore uh, centralized fan base. So I totally understand that. And that has to be – I mean, that's one of the, probably the, the most difficult things right now. Uh, that they are seeing. I mean, you'd probably know better than I, of course, but um, that is what it seems like. Because even going back to college, because we had a pretty strong um, gaming community on campus, and you always had those same people playing those fighting games, and you'd see some new guys go in there and you know go against them and stuff. But it was hard mechanically to to get down. So people were falling back to you know some of the, even the sporting games. Um, going back to Smash again, because um, at this time, uh, you know, uh, Fortnite <laughs> and, and those games weren't, at, weren't around yet. But um, yeah, it, it definitely, I would have, and again, I tried it myself and it was mechanically difficult for me. Um, the combinations, the, the intricate movements that you can do and all that. Um, so while I all, I am happy that they, they, and I do think they should start to move in the direction of accessibility. Like you said, um, I'm on board with you. I want more people to play. I want it to be more mainstream, but I do understand how it can hurt that central core. I mean, didn't one of the, one of the franchises try to do that already a little bit or like, then wasn't it Mortal Kombat 10 that they introduced a sort of a type of a storyline play? Like you would go throughout the story and then you would actually fight against mm-hmm. whoever. Well, well, that every every company is doing it now. I, I can tell okay. you that. Every, Capcom, uh, NRS that that makes Mortal Kombat. Everyone is is real understanding that we want to make our game accessible. I think the the one who does the best job as far as you know catering toward the casual gamer right now is NRS and and Mortal Kombat 11 yes. because. 
there's a lot more stuff to do than actual just the fighting. <laughs> there's, they got the crib system where it's almost like an RPG. They have the story mode where mm -hmm. uh, you see these nice cinematic cut scenes and, and you know, you can get hype and, and there's all these unlockable costumes and, and all right. these things that, that, that you can customize with your character. And of course that, that is going to draw in more people that's going to draw in not just fighting game fans, but people who just maybe like Mortal Kombat, just a fan of, of Sub-Zero, just a fan of Scorpion. <laughs> and, and they want they want to see Scorpion do cool stuff. I and, tried it. You know, I so. tried 10, trust me. I got rid of it, but I tried it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, for, for, for me, I started, I didn't start out with fighting games, but like I remember playing Mortal Kombat on a Sega. Mm. And that was incredible for me and then Tekken came out and Tekken when it came out was massive and it was very simple I think what we had maybe like 10 characters the base characters that's all we had and then yeah. then when they started getting a little more and a little bit more fancy mm. I uh, that was at the time that the shooters started coming out you started had Call of Duties and Battlefields and Medal of Honors and I, I actually noticed that a lot of people started to leave the fighting games Right. It's always the same thing. Always the same thing. It's just bland, vanilla, and they wanted mm -hmm. a little bit more. That's the thing. They have to stop being vanilla and have to try to be a little bit more. I mean, maybe make it a little easier for the for, for people to use the characters. Not so crazy combinations. I remember up, down, up, down, left, right, select, start, and that was that was like one of the main moves of the character. Simple right. stuff, but it was like each character has its move. Each character has its combinations. Back in the day, one combination, each character did a different thing. Yeah, yeah, and and, and no, just on. to just to just to add on to your point, and 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 I definitely I think uh, what you're saying is basically what a lot of people are saying, and. Hmm. Definitely, I think the companies understand this. I mean, if you look at uh, Dragon Ball Fighters or a lot of the um, anime-type games, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they've put mechanics in there to help casual players. Things yes. like auto combos. Yes. Uh, if you just hit the same button over and over, you do this cool fancy combo, and it makes yep. you feel good. <laughs> uh, and and it's for it's for that. And but it still keeps the that. You know, the fact that people that are going to take the time to, to really break down the game and understand the game, they're always going to be better. There's, there's, there's always going to be that. Um, but one other point I wanted to mention is, um, you know, I think this is true for any game, whether it's a shooter or, or whatever it may be, is that uh, you don't have to be good at the game to love the game. Um, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the people forget that, um, there's a lot more avenues, you know, to, to, to you know, esports and being part of the community than just being a good player. And I think it's really important to drive home the fact that, um, you know, we're starting to see people that are taking a, a coaching type of role and that, um, you know, uh, is someone that, that understands the game, doesn't necessarily like competing, but they understand the game and they like helping people get good at the game. Um, there's people that love just seeing players do good and they want to commentate their matches. There's people that um, 
you know, they love the characters of the game. They love the designs. So they, they're graphic designers. They're musicians that, that, that uh, you know, they can create things, or, you know, that involve the community and, and things like that. And, and people find success that way. So I think it's important to just not put all the emphasis on just being the best player, but uh, understand that, you know, with any game, you know, you have now, it, it is actually viable now in 2019 to find success without being the best player in the world. Oh, and definitely. That, I mean, that's why oh, it's yeah. a billion-dollar industry right now, esports in general. Um, it, and it continues to be on the rise. There are so many avenues now, just like you said. I mean, commentating, coaching, um, managing teams now. There's so many different avenues you can go. I mean, esports is – at a place it's never been before. And I mean, that's, that's why we're here doing this podcast right now. <laughs> Realistically. I mean, and uh, I mean, f- the Fortnites, the, 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 the street fighters. Um, I know you said fighting games in general is at a, pi- uh, a pivotal point right now, but I think esports in general is at a pivotal point. And I th- hoping right. that we're tipping the scales in the right direction um, just because it, it, it opens up so many doors for people who uh, it's their passion. And, and for those people who maybe back in the day, it was their passion. It was their passion to do as a hobby. Now they can take their passion, run with it and make it a live, turn their passion to a living, which is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Anyone who's doing that. I mean, I absolutely commend. And I, I, I really hope, you know, our listeners right now, um, I hope with each of our, our podcasts, they get a little more inspired to really follow their dreams and really um, uh, go for their passion, just, just as we're talking about with this. Totally true. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's like you say, it's not just for fighting games, esports, and it's just, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, how do you, like, I don't think in the 1990s or, or <laughs> early 2000s that anybody was thinking that you were going to have companies like Adidas sponsoring you, Red Bull sponsoring <laughs> you, that you'd be on mainstream TV like ESPN. You'll have a, a tournament on ESPN, uh, multiple days, commentary, professional commentary. I mean, it, it, it's, not, it's not just fighting games. It's not just shooting games. It's, it's esports itself. I mean, look, colleges right now have – have scholarships. When did you hear ha- having scholarships for people playing video games? I mean, it's going yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, and what's crazy is like th- th- that's that's the thing that that I think is important to understand. Uh, a win for competitive gaming is also a win for fighting games. It's also a win for people that love shooters. Absolutely. You know and. I think, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be this disconnect or divide. And uh, I think if we, you know, as people are more conscious to, to just promote gaming as, as a way that, that could be a viable career, that could be a viable uh, way of being successful in life, I think that is what's going to get all of us ahead. You know, I, I think that that is super important. And especially, you know, I, it's funny because, um, you know, I think what really touched me, what, what made me even, you know, you, I, like you guys inspired me, honestly, you know, going to, you know, one of your conferences and, and, and hearing you guys talk, you know, I, 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 it put things in perspective for me because um, I think back to when I was in high school and, you know, how everyone told me I was wasting my time playing games. 
how how many times my parents, you know, just disliked the fact that I was spending so much time to trying to get good. And I, I just think I, I was fortunate enough to also be involved with sports and to be involved with football and mm-hmm. to be okay academically. I was fortunate. But, like, you know, I just think about the other kids that are in high school that maybe didn't have – wasn't as fortunate – fortunate enough to be athletic and to play sports uh, people that that didn't have a, a peer group a friend group that um you know you know thought it was cool to do what whatever it is that they're doing and you know i, I think about all these people that that you know the young kids that are so impressionable that uh you know they have these ideas and and, and of what they want to be and and who what they want to grow up as and um to to give someone that empowerment and to to show them like look like there's people just like you that that are just as passionate that is um you know just at that understands your position that understands that uh you know maybe you weren't good at sports but that you know that's okay and maybe you weren't great academically but you can you know make something of yourself i think that's so powerful and i think that um you know what what we're doing what you guys are doing it, 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 it matters. It does matter. And, and, and I think a lot of people will, of course, along the way, they're going to not understand. They're going to discredit people. They're, they're just going to, they're going to be stuck in their ways and say, you know, this is not a real thing and this and that, but you know, screw that, man. Like, <laughs> let, let's let, like, you, you people don't know anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there, there's there's a lot of potential here, and um, you know, I, I just wanted to put that out there because I think it's an important message to get across. And and yeah, you guys ultimately, you guys inspired me, and and I, I'm I'm glad you know to be a part of this, and and you know, I'm I'm excited for the future. I mean, I can I can speak for myself. I'm thank you for 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 that part of the us inspiring you i mean you're the first person person to say that and i think i think i speak for everybody when i said i mean it's, it's it feels good to hear you know that we're inspiring somebody who like you who wants to go professional and is going professional and and you know is, is trying to be the best of the best i mean that's that's i mean that's probably the best thing any one of us could have heard but um i just have one last question to ask you it's pretty simple sure so are there any upcoming tournaments that you're going to be participating in? Is there any events, anything like that coming up soon? Where you... can we find you? Exactly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so every Wednesday, um, you know, I'll be at Next Level. You can always check the bracket at, at challenge.com, and, and you just look up Next Level, um, and you can see how I did in the bracket. Um, there will be periodically times uh, that I'll be shown on stream on Team Spooky Stream. Check them out; they do a great job. Um, also, uh, you can definitely find me on uh, on YouTube. I do have some matches up there. If you want to mm-hmm. check those out, just make sure you type in uh, uh, Ether. Um, anything Street Fighter, Ether, whatever you want to put in the search bar, um, it should come up. Um, also, I have a good presence on Twitter. So if you want to follow me on Twitter. Um, that's going to be at Ether Ronin. Um, so you can follow me on there and I, I post updates on there where I'm going, um, you know, what I'm thinking about in terms of, of, of gaming and fighting games in general. Um, as far as events and tournaments, 
Um, you know, I'm going to continue to go to to next level. I'm looking at uh, the next major, which is NEC. Um, and, and that's a that's a big major event that's going to be happening in December. Uh, so I'm working out the details with that. And then um, after the new year, there's a whole lineup of tournaments. If you're involved with the fighting game community, you already know. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of tournaments lined up, and uh, yeah, a lot of new games that are coming out that people are looking forward to. And then also um, one last thing on my uh, Twitch. So if you guys want to follow me. Um, and hang out with me as I play through ranked matches, through playthroughs, or whatever it may be. You guys just want to talk, ask me questions, you could do that at uh, twitch.com slash ethertheronin. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a good time. And, uh, yeah, anyone who wants to reach out to me, uh, feel free to do so. Excellent, excellent. Oh, man, that's uh, it's amazing, man. You got a lot going on. I mean – Definitely a lot of amazing information just in regards to the different aspects as we continue, you know, as esports lovers and fans, the many different facets of esports, the type of games, the type of ability, the type of person, you know, still seems to amaze me. Uh, and I'm just, you know, very grateful to have you on as a guest, Ether, and just to be able to uh, share the conversation. It's kind of like, you know, people get to be a fly on the wall. Um, you know, in regards to those who may not be familiar with esports and some of the street fighting games or, you know, the type fighting games, but those who are into the realm, I think, you know, they're going to really enjoy this podcast, you know, episode as, as much as I think we all did, just really just having conversation. And um, sometimes I think with talking about esports, the, the narrative is not always as genuine as it could be. I think this was just one of the most genuine, organic, let's just sit back and just talk about, you know, things we enjoy doing with a passion. So, you know, I definitely want to say that, and I hope our listeners uh, enjoyed it. So, uh, Ether, I want to thank you for being on the show, um, and I'm glad you were able to join uh, myself Tom and Bruno. So I'm going to wrap this up. And anybody who wants to be a guest on the Long Island Gaming League podcast, whether you're a local, whether you're a parent, whether you're a player, a future player, a college official, a principal, it doesn't matter. We'd love to have you on our show. You can follow us on any of the major social media platforms, LI Gaming League. We are on Twitch, we are on Google Play, we are on Anchor, we are on iTunes. Uh, we are really trying to make sure that we're able to provide a true source for individuals who love games, whether it's professionally or casually. And before I say goodbye, does anybody have anything else they want to say really quick to the listeners? I'm good, thank you. Oh, that's it, thanks for joining us. And, right, uh, right, yeah, so. just uh, I appreciate everything, guys. I, I really do, and I, I had fun. And, uh, yeah, if you guys need me to come back, I'm, I'm willing to come back anytime. Right on. All right, well, listen, definitely. you hear that. So uh, we definitely will make sure we have you on the show. Again, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to the Long Island Gaming League, your number one source for esports and entertainment. Together we grow, and we are out.